0: internet my two-thirds
1: my name is Matthew Kroll and let whichever of your knights is boldest of blood and wildest of heart step forth and take up arms and try with honor to land a blow against me. My
0: name is Shahir Dowd. And this is the only <laughs> podcast about movies, specifically the film The Green Knight. The Green Can we Can we do the entire podcast? Yeah, we have to do the, like, the delight. And it's when he talks about like this. We, entire,
1: we he, do have to say, Ralph Innocent um, from The Witch* and more famously uh from uh The Office, the yeah. British Office, has got an incredible voice that I think is really uh, created, th- it has to be created through whiskey and cigarettes. There's no other way you get a voice like that,
0: right? I mean, I, maybe. <laughs> I mean, or you just choose gravel for breakfast. We don't know, but it's delightful. <laughs> I I was trying to mimic it and I can't do it. Like I can't say regular you, words, yeah, but if re- I say, but if I say the Green Knight, like I can kind <clears throat> of do it. Like I can't do it otherwise. I have been on Zoom calls all day and my voice is just not there anymore. But I really.
1: <clears throat> <clears throat> <clears throat> No, it's not there. It's not there. I'm really trying.
0: Welcome, everybody. Hi. Hi. Welcome to Failed VO 101. <laughs> We're back yet again. Surprise, surprise. Just kidding. We do this every week. Uh, and, and and this week, man, I have been wanting to see this film for a while. And since I have, I've just wanted to talk about it. I, uh, I went to a dinner last night Whoa. and I talked to a lot of people. Uh, about this movie, uh, and it, it, we're, we're going to get into it. I know we have some stuff to take care of beforehand. Before we get into it, what's di- going to a dinner like? <laughs> uh, you walk to the place, yeah. and they ask for your vaccination card. Really? You yeah. wear your mask until you get to a table. In this case, it was a back room, and yeah. then uh, we all were vaccinated, and we sat around, and we had a dinner. Huh.
1: What was funny is that uh, we actually, uh, in, when the pandemic lulled to, I think, about two or 300 people getting uh, COVID a day in New York City. We decided to rip the band-aid off and go to dinner with a vaccinated uh a friend of ours or a couple that are vaccinated that have uh, small children. We have small yep. children. We were like, we're doing this. We're going in. We went to a restaurant. Um, it was panic-inducing to say the least to walk into a place where there was nobody wearing masks after a year of like, n- you know, fearing that sure. environment for an entire year. We get down. We sit. We sit. We're ready to order. the The menu is delicious my the couple across from us their son starts just like waning as the as the minutes go by and we realize very quickly that he is sick and (laughs) and then we all get sick not from covid but from just the common cold sure and it's 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 a kid's common cold so the very first time that we went out to dinner that we ripped the band-aid off to do it we all got sick, uh, but it was the common cold, and, yeah. and we have not been since, and we, we will never go again. So that's why I just,
0: when you said, I went to dinner, I was so envious of you in that moment. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was funny. Uh, some of the people like, had to take a second to find their card, like get the picture, or do the, the pass or whatever, and like, it took like 15, 20 minutes. They would not let folks in, so that was very nice to see. Oh, good. Um, anyway, good. <laughs> anyway, um, yeah, we, I believe before we start talking about the most uh, colorful of nights, maybe maybe the most colorful the most the most uh uh color representing nature mystery and death if the trailers are to be believed um uh we have some emails do we not yeah we do have
1: one email and it is about a certain um uh, oh, I was going to say, what is the what is the technical name for a pig? Like, what, what species of animal is it? What species of critter is it? Uh, it's a pig. It's a pig. But, but you know, like a cow is a bovine. I was like, what is the pig version? Anyway. Wow. Uh, swine? A, swine. We have a swine-related email. I think everyone missed the point of pig. It's not about food, Portland, or the tropes used as shorthand, but more about the relationship between Nicolas Cage and Alex Wolf. Both play broken people. Rob has embraced his emptiness and finding peace of being alone with the pig. Amir is denying it, thinking he knows how the world works and his place in it. Looking to things like cars and classical music to fill the gap inside of him. Rob shows that Amir that the world isn't what he thought it was, and living for what others think is important uh, living for what others think is important is a losing game. Amir shows Rob that there are still people in the world who are worth feeling about. Their relationship is the only thing that really matters in the movie. The resolution of the movie when Rob says to Amir I'll see you next Thursday. Their bleak existence is made better for knowing each other, and they continue. God, I love this movie. Oh, that's a, that's. A, I actually think that's a really good read of the movie, which is that we didn't actually talk about that relationship and how critical it is. And also, I think you you sort of briefly mentioned it in that episode. The relationship between Amir and his mother and father, mm. uh, which I think is touched upon in the movie, and it's it, it there is. A also, lot. spoilers for Pig. <laughs> oh, we, we, we're not saying what that relationship is, but no, uh, just
0: an email in general.
1: Yeah, um, but there's a lot to that relationship, and there's a lot to that uh, to to what that character is in that movie, and we didn't, we really didn't touch upon it at, at all uh, in last week's conversation. So I uh, appreciate the insight, Stephen, and uh, I know you love that movie, and but I, I'd be willing to revisit it and give it another shake.
0: I like the read of that. That makes it feel better. I don't know if the film itself. Like, if if Nicolas Cage's character, if that is the backbone of what's going on, like, it doesn't really, he, he's, it's going back to the exact same sort of, like, relationship that they once had, in a way. Like, he, they're just going back to it. It's not like there was a big change for Nicolas Cage's character in that way, it, with, 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 uh, with the mirror. So, I don't know. I, I... I like the read. Right. I'd have to watch it again and sort of see if I can catch that. But thank you, Stephen. Thank you, Stephen. Yeah, I appreciate uh, people chiming in. You can do
1: so uh, by writing us in at onlymoviepodcast at gmail.com or hitting us up on Twitter at OnlyMoviePod with your hot takes. Uh, and you will make us green with envy. Matt,
0: can you tell us
1: <laughs> what the Green Knight is about?
0: Sure can. <clears throat> IMDB says, a fantasy retelling of the medieval story of Sir Gawain. And the Green Knight. Did you Gawain, know this, Gawain, Gawain? It's actually there is several
1: pronunciations, and yeah. in, in the movie they actually pronounce it a few different ways. Yeah. Um, did you know the to- the tale of Sir Gawain and the Green Knight? Yes. Oh, I I this was this was a tale I had never been regaled. Oh.
0: Yeah. Oh, this is uh, I mean, Arthurian legend was always kind of a thing with me growing up. Um, I I was. Uh, Oh man, this is gonna date me back. Uh, I don't know if you remember. Uh, there was on one of the three major networks. It was probably like I don't know NBC or something. There in New was Zealand, a we had TV one, TV two, and TV three. Okay, there <laughs> was a there was a mini series starring a New Zealander.
1: Oh yeah,
0: Sam Neill? Um Sam Neil. Oh, is that the uh, where Merlin? He plays Merlin. It's, That's not it's, that old. That's it's that pretty old.
1: That show's not that old. I felt like it's, that came out while I was in the U.S.
0: Uh well, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> i i I ordered it back in the day from a specialty thing on v h s because you couldn't just go to the store and get it Really? So, it's it's yeah two thousand
1: and eight
0: no my friend oh, no, this is diff- that there is that's a, a different one um, oh no you're right you are right nineteen ninety eight there we go yeah, yeah. uh and yeah because I was like I thought I was like a sophomore or something <laughs> like that. um and uh in high school in yeah. high school and um Ever since then I was sort of like fascinated by the um, the 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 behind the storiesness of Arthurian legend, like the the relationships between the knights and, and and all that jazz. Also, a little bit of Monty Python and the Holy Grail probably got me started, to be perfectly honest. Tis by um, the scratch. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, so I had, I went in, in doing that, I had looked this up and I had, I had read the translation. I, I imagine the Tolkien translation, though I don't remember, right. uh, you know, back in the day. So I was familiar and it was nice to see this particular version of it, which I think is a really good, uh, adaptation and changing of the story itself mm-hmm. um so I, I was familiar i did, I guess going in cold venture here what I, first thoughts of what you just or what you witnessed when you watched this thing
1: look uh, uh, David Lowry's film, a ghost Story was I think the best movie that we didn't review in recent memory Uh-oh. Uh, without a doubt it was like Uh-oh. it was it was a uh, in our it, it, I think I mentioned it in one of our top tens of like. This is the best movie that we have not reviewed. Mm-hmm. Uh, are, are you not a fan? Is that what
0: you are? No. When t- technically, when well, technically, uh, statistically, when I ask you how you like a movie, and you start by talking about how much you like another movie, you <laughs> tend not to like the movie we're talking about. No, and no. it's just something that I've noticed. So
1: I just went, uh oh. No, no, no. That the preface there was that. <laughs> <laughs> David Lowry gets my money no matter what you know oh, like okay. I was like I don't I don't know anything about the Green Knight but David Lowry's directing a movie I'm there you know he's <laughs> directing uh, uh, a retelling of the phone book I'm there yeah. um, so I I'm uh, without knowing anything about the Green Knight I was just like yeah I'm there whatever the the context with which we saw this was really interesting because this actually popped up on a twenty four screening room, and mm-hmm. I you know quickly messaged you because this was the hot ticket uh you know in the in this conversation about movies that will are getting lost in the pandemic or movies that are not going to be able to have a theatrical screening. This was the one I kind of felt the most upset about not being able to go see at a movie. Sure, because this is the this is the kind of movie from the kind of filmmaker where I'm like. I want to go see an extra special, you know, I want to go see a very well-projected screening of this particular movie. So when the, the uh, you know, I got a message saying on an A24 that they were going to play screen this for one night, I was incredibly excited. I was like, yes, 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 uh, signed us up for it. Of course, they immediately, within a few days of signing us up for it, uh, released the fact that they were going to release it on VOD the next day. So that whole process of, like, having
0: to watch it through a twenty four screening room was a little bit annoying to me. True, but I would rather pay a twenty four screening room than go through Prime. In normal circumstances, I would say, yes, I agree with you.
1: Unfortunately, I had a very bad experience with the A24 screening room uh, Ah. in this particular case, which is that it, um, it took me a while to A, connect a laptop to where I am to... To actually get it onto the TV that I was, I was. Well, watching. that's your
0: laptop's fault. That is my laptop's
1: fault, and that is my setup's fault. But the second thing was, is that the the stream must have been incredibly busy. I was continually downgraded to an SD uh, stream, oh, wow. and, it, and it, it it annoyed me so much because um, because I felt like I was experiencing an incredibly beautiful movie that I would have to continually stop. To try and get the buffering back up, and so I was co- I was having just a constantly interrupted
0: experience. Oh, I uh, felt like so I never I only got a little bit of downgrading once, but it didn't the the fidelity of whatever the encode was overall. It, it felt very flat in a movie that I do not think is flat. No, like the the, the contrast on it felt weird. So um, I actually rented it again um, uh, this week, and so
1: I watched it a second time. Is it I, better? Uh, it was. It was much better. I paid. I paid for it on Apple TV. Uh, you know, our humble overlords, and um, and rewatched it again in a nice projected screening. Uh, and and the the only the, the I think a twenty compression is great. It's just that uh, for whatever reason, this stream kept on barking out on me, whereas the Apple TV one did not once. Yeah. Um, and uh, so, so I, I, my first experience of this was not great because of the con- constant interruptions, mm-hmm. and I felt like I wanted to see it again. I want to talk about that first screening though. Yeah, because let's do it. I did cry during that first screening, and I had this overwhelming experience.
0: Was it the SD? Did the SD really get to you that it bad?
1: Really, I was like, man, it's like watching VHS in my basement again. It's like watching
0: Merlin on VHS <laughs> in Matt's basement. It was watching Dev Patel
1: and it was watching Dev Patel be the lead in an Arthurian legend. And there's a moment when King Arthur, um, takes Dev Patel's, uh, face in his hand and tries to wipe it, you know, wipe it clean and says, you've got mud on your face. And the camera lingers on his face, uh, for a long time. And I, I, whipped during that moment because i i and i i was not expecting to and it was not a moment that was designed to make me weep uh but uh i believe it was in our avengers endgame episode or infinity war one of the two where i said oh i i i commented about the fact that i thought i'd never see myself in a movie like that mm. and i look nothing like Dev patel i just want to point that out very clearly but, I mean abs are close but... but very I mean you know I am working out but yeah. but but you know like the the hamburgers aren't helping um <laughs> but in that moment I felt so visible and I was like I I was not expecting it and I was surprised by it because this was not a movie or a type of movie where I ever expected to see someone who looked like me and and it was truly overwhelming. It was like, I, 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 I I did not expect it to happen. And I, and I was just, I was floored by the entire experience. And I was like, wow, is this what it's like when you see, when you see someone that kind of feels like it might be you or, or you kind of have that moment of self-reflection. And I was like, I'm, I'm a 42 year old man. And I feel like this is the first time this has happened to me. And, 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 and I was surprised by it.
0: Well, I mean, it sounds. I mean, a that's beautiful. B, it's also sad because of like the not not the reaction you had, but the fact that you had the reaction. Does that make sense? Like th- that I haven't th- th- felt this, this way before. St- <laughs> the state of the world being what it is, or the state of entertainment, etc. That is the that is the tragedy of of this. And and now at this point, only now are you having that sort of uh that moment and then all of the weight of that becoming the emotional resonance that you experience. Like, it's beautiful and, and tragic in a way. Um and and to be perfectly honest, like I I love that that you had that experience, but it also makes me really pissed off in general <laughs> at, 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 at 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 why you had that cuz you just asked like oh is this what it's like i mean i, I, I mean hi privileged talking hello uh, no like well, here's the thing. I wouldn't know what that's like because all the shit is, or a lot of the shit is, is uh, b- b- painted or 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 moved toward the the cis white male. Uh, uh, I guess uh, the the suture effect to those characters. So I wouldn't know. Yeah. Um. But I I'm 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 act I'm I'm glad that you had the experience. I just don't love the. That's, <laughs> I we mean, don't love the why it's the world
1: we live in but I was I, I guess maybe and then bring it back to the movie was that it was so and look uh, Dave Patel was in uh, Armando Onucci's The Personal History of David Copperfield last year where again he plays you know he is a, 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 an East Asian gentleman playing a very famous English character that I don't think has ever been played by an East, East uh, Asian person before um, so it's not that this is revel- revelatory in any way it's just that it was revelatory for me in this particular context and I wasn't expecting it to be I think that's that's the thing As I wasn't going into this looking yeah, for that experience and I wasn't you're taking going in, it back and I was just just taken it back and i think it was because of the way that king arthur this legend of cinema screen that we have been told, you know, since, you know, I don't know the story of the Green Knight, but I know the story of King Arthur and Lancelot, and I've seen Excalibur, and there was a Guy Ritchie movie with King Arthur, you know, just a few years ago. There's been King Arthur movies probably every, as many, as much as there has been Robin Hood movies, there have been King Arthur movies as long as, you know, we've been growing up. And there was just this moment where King Arthur was holding this person's face that looks like mine, and suddenly I was in the movie. And I was like, Oh my god. And it was like I just I I was flabbergasted by that. If 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 anything, that is worth the price of admission alone in my um, place. And why I was happy to pay twenty dollars twice to see. Twice. Yeah, I was yeah. gonna
0: say, hey, fuck, he gives Jeez. he gives Dev Patel Lancelot's seat. Yeah. So uh there you go.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um I, I've been rambling for a while without even talking about the movie. I will I, no, I, I that's wanna a, hear your... That's
0: a, no, that's 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 the kind of sort cert- I to be perfectly honest, here that's one of the reasons why I love doing this podcast is when we can actually have moments like that that are based in the movie but are not fully about the movie. Yeah, like, it's it wasn't the about them. Yeah, it just, is the act of watching a piece of cinema, and it, it can affect you in a lot of different ways. So that's it, great.
1: It's literally just King Arthur holding his his yeah. his hand in his face and saying, "Is it wrong to want greatness from you?" And I was just like, "I I just I." I haven't felt this way before. And no. I watch a lot of movies. And I <laughs> I think about movies a lot. And I talk about movies a lot. And I was like, I've never experienced this. Anyway, I love this film. I really did. Um I I, I think it's a difficult movie to digest. And it's a very challenging film to uh, wrap a, wrap your head around what it's what the experience of this movie is going to be huh. uh, but I was so taken aback by what this movie was rather than what I thought it was going to be so I was happy to revisit it uh, Matt you have
0: read the tale of Gawain and the Grey Knight uh, how was your experience of watching it uh, it, it's interesting. You said how it was, uh, it, you thought you thought perhaps it could be a, I, I forget your exact words, but you said it was sort of a, uh, it could be like a complex tale or a journey, or a, it, it could be a, a, a difficult film to ingest, cer- certainly, or you said something along those lines. Mm-hmm. Um, I found it like as easy as a slip and slide. Hmm. Like I just, and this is in a good way, like I, it just grabbed me by the collar. And just, I was sliding down the mountain for whatever the two hours or some change it was. I was on board. Uh, And I don't think it's because I knew the story, Um I, I, granted, I'd read the story. It's not something that, like, ever resonated with me. I, I was never like, ooh, this is my favorite Athurian legend. Uh, it, it, it was just a neat sort of like, ah, cool. Knight slowly, you know, checks off the five points of, sh- of uh, the, the chivalric order, right? Mm-hmm. It's uh, generosity, courtesy, chastity, fellowship, piety. Mm-hmm. Um those are the five, the 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 pentagram, the five right. knightly virtues on right. the symbol on the yeah, yeah. Uh, and they represent a bunch of different things. I mean the, the 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 pentangle, the five pointed star, and um, uh, but this like was like a remix, like, <laughs> and it was so nice because I believe, and it's been a minute since I've read the poem, so pardon me if I'm getting some stuff wrong, but like in the poem, Gwen like succeeds at all these things and right. then is the end. Yeah. In the movie, as we get into light spoilers, he does not. Uh and and it's so interesting. We'll get at a certain point he he does. There's just a it's just so interesting that uh, they kind of took it in a little bit of a different direction, and I think the tale is stronger for it, and the message of what you know, what I think the movie is trying to say is stronger for it. Mm-hmm. I love that there's the Arthurian stuff in the beginning, and then, I mean, just like in the actual thing, like, you start at court, you deal with Morgan Le Fay, uh, Green Knight comes, you see, uh, you know, Guinevere King Arthur, etc., near the end of their reign... And then, uh, off on an adventure because he, uh, is, uh, for lack of a better term, like, kind of just like a, a a boozy non-knight, uh, in the beginning, uh, and, uh, he takes a game set up by his mother, uh, a little too seriously, trying to prove himself, and eventually gets himself into a uh, a predicament where he has one year to, uh, after cutting off the Green Knight's head, having to uh, take the exact same punishment from the Green Knight one year later on Christmas Day in the Green Chapel. Mm. And I am a sucker for quest movies. Like, I like a quest. I like it when there's little side things that tie in a- along the way. I like it when you're in a typical Castlevania-esque moment where your hero has all his cool gear and then it gets stripped away and he slowly has to get it (laughs) back. I just, I'm, and, oh, and I love the film Mother! Exclamation point. And this movie and Mother, just on a pure allegorical sort of standpoint, felt like, like, uh, like Cousins. It was, it was such a nice, like, we've talked about Mother a lot, I still revisit that film probably once every few months. Um, and I I feel as though I will be doing the same. This is the kind of film that I will buy on Blu-ray and I'll get it on 4K for the eventuality whenever I get that screen. Like, it's gorgeous. It takes you on a weird journey. And you know what? I'm starting to learn something else about myself. Mm. While I do love Marvel and mainstream and, and, you know, silly things, Master of the Universe, whatever, right? Mm-hmm. I think I'm starting... To enjoy, th- follow me down this. I'm starting to enjoy enjoying things that not everyone enjoys. Hmm. There, it, it, it's not like a "ooh, I get it" or "ooh, like whatever." It's just something that like makes it feel kind of more personal in hmm. a way. Right. Um, like, it's a, it's, a, it's a weird sort of selfish way to view uh, the viewing of a film that is obviously a mass-marketed piece of media. But I, I did. I, I Although, you know, it was actually kind of nice. Jamie also loved it very, very much. Mm-hmm. And we had some real sort of, like, you know, cinematic bonding moments. Oftentimes, we'll get into more, like, discussions about, like, what worked and what didn't and whatever. And this one, we were just like, yeah, we're, we're fucking in. Right. Like, it was one of those movies where I actually had to go back and do more Thought and research on the film itself because I knew that I'm, I was like I'm sure there's flaws in this thing. Of course there are, mm-hmm. but I didn't see them when I watched it. Like, yeah. and I didn't like have that. I didn't have a bad experience throughout the entire thing. I was glued to the to the screen. The only thing again was the a24 compression rate or 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 uh, color space. I think is more the um it's, is it, more it's the a,
1: it's a very dimly lit film in terms of like there are there are a lot of dark spaces and it's very. I will I mean sorry to interrupt but I yeah, I, this movie has a budget of fifteen million dollars, and that is mind blowing to me oh because yeah, this it's, movie looks better than probably any movie I've ever seen yeah. uh, projected in the last five years. It is the, uh, incredible looking
0: but at, at that point when the bitrate falls like at, when it when he was in Winifred's um cabin mm-hmm. and like he's walking up the stairs before he goes to bed mm. uh it was doing that thing where, like, you know, the compression rate makes the shadow ghosts, the yeah. pixel shadow ghosts, and I'm just like, fuck. Mm. So I, I am very much looking forward to when I can own this movie on a physical media that does not resolve, uh, revolve around uh, a bitrate being fed to me. Um, that being said, I I mean, there were moments upon reflection, even the folks I talked to at dinner brought up some things. Like, it's funny. A lot of people are like, oh, well, this doesn't make sense. That doesn't make sense. To which I posit it doesn't have to nor or I could be like yeah that that doesn't make sense. How would you how would you read that? Mm. um but there was there was moments despite the fact being uh magical, I felt like we you, we could have lost and we could sort of get into that like there's there's moments that tie really well together with I think the the narrative that they're that they're trying to do mm. um but then there was a few moments that weirdly felt like I was i mean I probably am was watching a director's cut mm-hmm. If that makes sense, like there's stuff that like isn't bad, mm-hmm. but I could have done without and it felt might have felt like a tighter experience upon retrospect. But like it's all like kind of gravy stuff where mm-hmm. like if I saw a shorter version of the film and then I got this on Blu-ray and I was like, "Ooh, director's cut and all these things were in it, I'd be like, I like this version better. But there was like a weird sort of moment a, a couple times and I was sort of revisiting like the journey where I was like, ah. I don't really need that mushroom scene. Right. Like like really? but but at the same time, you know, th- these were all minor gripes I I had to do after I finished the slip and slide and walked back up the hill and looked at the journey that I that I took willingly and happily. So, uh yeah, it's it's highly effective, I think.
1: So, uh let's get specific about it. Uh, I think spoilers from this point forward. What uh, uh what do you take away from the romantic st- tale of chivalry that this film is what 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 is the specific part of this that um resonates with you from a storytelling point of view
0: it's that romanticized how do i put it it's it's the romanticized portrayal of doing the right thing and mm-hmm. learning a lesson mm mm-hmm. Even though at the end of this, my read is that he's dead. Right. Um and that's of this tale, not the poem. Right. Um I think in the poem, and again, write us in OnlyMoviepodcast at gmail.com, I think it turns out that the the Green Knight is in fact Lord Bar, Bar- Ber yeah. Um played
1: by Joel Eagerton in this film. Yeah,
0: yeah. And uh and then like he forgets, Gives him f- for f- stuff because he did, but he nicks him like at the end rather than cut off his head. So like, but like, I don't know. I, I, I feel like this movie portrays that doing the right thing is difficult and you will not be rewarded. And that's not, that's not what chivalry is about. That's not why people should do good things for rewards. Uh, people should do good things because they're good things to do and this is like the the penultimate sort of adventure to getting a character to the point like i think this is why i like this version better because it's not like he's a noble man and he goes out and proves all the ways he's chivalrous and generous and courteous and has chastity and like you know like it's it's he's a fuck up and he keeps fucking up all this shit and then at the end he even fucks up again and you kind or like or you have like that moment of when he he flinches back from the green knight when he gets to the the green chapel and he leaves and then like you see like sort of like the progression of his life mm. before it snaps back to that moment the it was last like the uh, of christ yeah, yeah yeah it's like oh yeah he figured it all out this is what it would have been mm. and uh and it's funny because like i loved I loved looking at like because at the end of that series after, you know, his uh love interest at home, he 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 pushes aside, he marries a noble woman. He uh the the city, the 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 common people hate him and his kingdom goes to ruin and uh the moment when he like takes off the the protective girdle and his head falls off. Hmm. I loved that moment so hard because It works both figuratively, if you want to think about it that way, or literally. Because the whole thing is, the only reason he's alive is that girdle. Hmm. So, like, he could have been walking around basically, like, if this was, like, in this world, like, the, the right timeline and it was actually, air quotes, happening he's dead while it's all happening and like everything's crumbling around him for being just sort of a husk of a human being mm. and uh you know it had a real even from the trailers um it had a real dark souls vibe to it mm-hmm. uh the video game series um that that is another series that has a ton of um hopeless vibes to it uh and only like m- very sparse moments of like like I don't want to say goodness, but like hope, in a mm-hmm. weird way. In in that in those games, you play uh, a character called uh, an Ashen One. You're an undead, mm-hmm. uh, and you're you have uh, a spark in you. Then you're trying to bring fire back to the world. Like in in that's a very overly simplification. And here, I love that we like got to see the whole journey of if he continued to just not live up to these knightly virtues. But then at the end, when he's back at the Green Knight, like when after we've seen the whole thing, he takes off the girdle and he takes what's coming to him and what is earned because it is the right thing to do. And I don't know, man, that that's. I, I like to think I'm a good person, but that this is like a this is a fable. This is like this is what you're supposed to try to live up to. And you never can. Right. And it, uh, I, I, that's what I take away from it. I I, I take away it, it's a it's a calling to do better. Hmm. And it's a gorgeous one at that. Like, it, listen, you give me a talking fox <laughs> and uh, fucking uh, saving someone's skull from the bottle of an enchanted pond and a bunch of fucking giants uh I'm there. I don't know. I, I was all I, in. I would
1: love to test that theory by showing you Laz Trier's film Antichrist and see uh, see how far you get with that talk. The talking fox in that film. Um, yuck, yuck, you, yuck, you,
0: yuck, <laughs> yuck 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 Um. Yeah. What I, did you take from it? Like yeah. So like we you had your sort of catharsis moment in the beginning, hmm. but then like what was what was your takeaway of what the film was trying to say using this myth?
1: So, my initial read of it was somewhat confused as to what the film was saying, although I think there was this, uh, and what I mean by that, there was that the film was pulling in many different directions. Every Mm -hmm. side quest that this character seemed to go on was a different exploration of not only his failures, but also a different morality. Uh, So, for example, when he comes across the... Um, the battlefield where there has been a, a, yep. a battle b- amongst the knights, you know, who he says who spilled more blood uh, than, than, than he would have in his body. Um, you know, he's confronted by this child, uh, played by Barry, Barry Keegan, who's... The scavenger. Fat, uh, who's fantastic, by the way. Mm-hmm. Um, who, you know, says uh, King Arthur himself may have uh, killed uh, 980 men on this battlefield. And he sort of smirks at him. And he... And you know, uh, he gives him some advice, and he uh, flips him a coin in as a as a return. He's he sort of um, asked to you know to, to return the favor, and then he is uh, set upon by Barry Keegan and his and his uh, knights of merry men, a la Robin. It feels feels very much like a Fry Tuck scenario. Or, yeah, he uh, yeah.
0: fails the knightly virtue of generosity because he's about to just leave.
1: But but he but does he fail that? I mean, he he just what I get a sense of there is that he doesn't understand that that's the clear thing. You can,
0: you can f- fail by not understanding.
1: Yeah, he doesn't. I, in all of these quests, what I what I get a sense of is that he doesn't understand what the quest yeah. is, and he's not prepared for it. So what I what I ultimately come down to is this idea that that the act of accepting fate and accepting, in in many ways, his death uh, by the end of this film is the act of coming of age for him because. We also get the sense that this is entirely orchestrated by Morgan Le Fay, his mother, you know, as we see in that opening scene, like Mm -hmm. she kind of mouths the word and writes the letter that... She sends
0: the Green Knight a letter. She
1: sends the Green Knight a letter who then, you know, she writes the letter that the Green Knight recants. Um, and, And when he removes the sash, it is the ultimate sort of defiance of what... Of holding on to the safety of what his mother provided, mm-hmm. um, and and I and I was quite I was quite struck by that idea because ultimately it leads to his death. But that is the one moment where he makes a choice to not um, to not live in the shadow of his mother. And and I think what it comes down to there as well is that he he chooses he realizes that that um, living through the virtues of his mother is what has led he, he feels like a man child he feels like he is ill equipped to deal with the world that he is confronting and i think you know seeing the giants for example is this realization that the world is much bigger and scarier yeah. than he is capable of 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 thinking and he is he is a person who has been Uh, regaled on the tales of lore and the tales of night. You know, like uh, Genevieve asked him at the beginning, or Guinevere, sorry, asked him at the beginning, tell me what you see around you. And he says, I see legends. And she says, you know, like, don't take lightly um, your position at this table. Um, But he's not, Able to be at this table, he you know like he cuts off the head uh, of the green knight in the belief that it is uh, it is the right thing to do, not realizing, not not understanding what the game is at all. Yeah, Um, and he doesn't understand what the game is until the very end. Yeah, and, and I I I actually really liked the casting of Dev Patel in this role because he is such he he really does give off that sense of a of a child in a man's world. You know, sure. like a child who's yeah. ill-equipped to deal with the world that is around him, uh, and and it every time he fails, and I think that failure is really interesting. But it's you know, like the film sort of playful that that conversation that um, Sir Baltic's wife, I think, Hurt uh, Desert, I think, is her name. Um, where she talks about why is this person green? Because green is all that is left behind when Mina did. You know, like it's, mm-hmm. it's this the, the the sort of paganistic side of the world, um, and, and that, Swinger Castle and Swinger Castle. Yeah. Well, actually, that that story uh, that's like from, a longer part in the. Yeah, well, in in problem. in the tale, that is that is the only side quest that happens, right? Like, as far as I
0: understand, no, I mean, this stuff. There's other stuff that does happen, but this is the one they spend the most time on.
1: Yeah, and and as I, I as I've I've read uh, parts of the
0: poem, and then more importantly, a Wikipedia reading of the poem. Ooh! <laughs> um, or at the end of the A twenty four thing, the guy who played the Green Knight read a big old section. Did of read it. It. I
1: did not. I I was very tired by that point, but I I didn't check in. Um. But uh, the, the, that exchange is really interesting because because I thought yeah like, like you sort of read it that it was very sexualized and I was like, oh is this a modern interpretation of um, unrequited love or or, or, um, or some sort of um, new boundaries within what we can sort of considerably uh, to see the Arthurian legend, which is normally being heteronormative. And, and I, and I was like, Oh, I think this is sort of a new play, but this is actually in the original text. Yeah. Which he, she gives him a kiss. She gives him a kiss. And he, uh, in return, uh, the, Sir Bert like takes the kiss back or, and, and, the, and in or the, he's supposed
0: to, or something. Yeah, yeah.
1: And in the tale, in the tale, it happens three times because the wife continues to try to seduce him. Um, and, I, I I was just struck by the, the sort of the the ineptitude he has in all of this. You know, even when he's like is seduced uh by um uh, Hort. I can never. I'm not going to be able to say her name. Correctly.
0: That's okay. I just uh, call her Lady Ber- Bertalak Berthalik. Uh, lady Hort Desert,
1: and I'm saying that wrong. It's like Hort Desert, <laughs> which yeah. is a, uh, not how I think that is meant to be pronounced. But played both duality by Alicia Vikanda who also plays her. Uh, the 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 lady. Um, that he is with prior to going on his quest.
0: Which uh, yeah, which is funny. And the read of this too. Sorry, as a side note, the the woman who's with him. Uh, or the older woman in 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 Swinger Castle uh, is is like supposed to be a representation of Morgan Le Fay because yeah. she's blindfolded and whatever. So like you don't know. Is like is she making this? Is she making <laughs> is this, this woman yeah. look like the yeah. woman that he's in love with back home? Like is yeah. there like a whole? Thing? It could go a hundred different ways.
1: Yeah, and I think I think that's a really like like the thing is in terms of the expectations of what the story could do is Lowry is not interested in playing things literally and instead allowing you you know like i think he even with the intertitles and the way the film is structured is engaging in the idea that this is mythology and that this mythology can be interpreted in one of many ways yeah and he and he really leads into that because ultimately this film could have been you know like just in the last 20 years, Lord of the Rings has kind of said that this kind of film should be ultimately a quest with with adventures to be had. but this is so much more contemplative about what those adventures are where you're sort of like they're not thrilling they are they are contemplative like I, I was most struck by when he uh, meets the, the the ghost the uh, Winifred Winifred.
0: Winifred, 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 Winifred.
1: Um, yeah. and th- that line just really struck me where she, where he says, if I get your head for you, what will you give me in return? And she's like, why would you ask me that? Yeah. Why would you ever ask me that? And yeah. I was like, what? I just, I, that, that
0: fail in courtesy.
1: I, I just, I just was not expecting that to be the crux of that scene. Yeah. You know the crux of that scene felt like it should be spectral or or something about the ghost return. You know, like, but it was really like, why would you ask me that? And that was the crux of that entire
0: scene. And I think it was just such a contemplative thing. Um, I I think that that whole that whole section mm. was my favorite part of the movie. Uh, looking back, I, I just I that whole thing felt so good and rich and and complex and just I fun. I also I also
1: just, you know, like you mentioned the, the mushroom scene. I, I just love the sort of like absolute ineptitude in in dealing with the situation. He's just not equipped
0: to deal with this scenario. That's a really good point. So, you know, it's funny. I say like, oh, the mushroom scene doesn't really. And, and to be perfectly honest, the giant scene doesn't really do anything either. Like if we're talking about like the, the tests that he's doing. But your read makes me feel like they're more important than I initially thought. Because you're right. He is. I, I. just was reading this. Like, ah, he's failing tests, yeah. but he's failing because he doesn't know. Yeah. He's and he, and so these are other t- either eating the mushrooms yeah. or trying to talk to the giants. Yeah. Like he or, doesn't understand. Well, no, no. But what's the, going on? The thing in the giant scene is
1: that you know he asked them to to ride. You know, like, where are you going? perchance I could ride upon your shoulders, and the the giant reaches over to him and he flinches. And the giant is like, oh, I don't, you know, like, I don't think you're, uh, yeah. I don't know what the giant's read of it is. He fails. But, but it's, it's, it's contemplative. And I, I like, I, again, I, I, this is a movie I just have, I, I've only seen twice in my life, and I haven't watched it in a long time, but I think about it a lot. Yeah. is Andrei Tarkovsky's film, Stalker, which is about a man trying to find the secret zone uh, in, a, in, a, in, a, in a room inside his own. And I felt like this movie was playing that, same wavelength, which is that it's taking this Arthurian legend using the mythology that we have built up over time and transforming it into this sort of morality tale about failed or failure to to quote a Matthew McConaughey and uh, Matthew McConaughey movie and Kate Hudson movie about failure to launch. And you know, like this is this is the Atherian telling. This the effect. prequel to failure is, to launch. It is the prequel to failure to launch. I should, I think that should be the, the poster quote for this movie. <laughs> <laughs> A perfect prequel to failure to launch. Um, but I I I think what I loved about it most was its willingness to engage in um, multitudes. In Mm -hmm. terms of like how we read this film, can be one of many ways, and many ways are okay. Any way is okay, and I think for that reason it stays with me. And I was like, and and and, you know, like ordinarily, if I'd had an experience like with with the A twenty four streaming thing where I I didn't have a good streaming experience, if I wasn't that interested or piqued by the film, I would not be happy to revisit. But I was like, I literally, I was just like, I have to set aside time to rewatch this. And and to and to read it again. There's a couple of other interesting articles right now that talks about the the sort of racial dynamics of this character and and this uh, there's this idea that the that both Morgan Fay and Sir Gawain were always placed as outsiders within the Arthurian legend and so casting mm-hmm. them racially in the out- exterior kind of place. That I, I actually I, I think that is a, a much more complicated read than what the film than what Larry's actually doing, mm-hmm. which is that Lowry is engaging in mythologizing in, in in the in the way this text gets interpreted. Yep. and and is willing to say, because it's an interpretation, whatever rules I apply to it, or whatever way I want this to work is how it's going to work. And that's why casting an East Asian character in what has typically been uh, um, an Anglo-Saxon char- mythology. Makes perfect sense because it is a myth, and it's like, well, this myth is open. Why not cast anyone we want to for this role? Yeah, and and
0: Dev Patel is so well cast because he is a, he is, he is a man child. And honestly, Mm. and honestly, as far as the racial component is concerned, Arthurian legend. If Mm. King Arthur's court actually existed in the time period that it was supposed to exist, it would have been a multicultural England at that point. Like, it's not like England didn't have contact with. These other places by that time period, like there would have been traders and other people like merchants, etc. And you only see in these stories normally purely white people. But like if you're if you're going for the like the historical accuracy, if the thing ever existed in that time, pure white everywhere would not have been the case. Yeah. Um, it wouldn't have been it wouldn't have been like hyper like you know it's not like America melting pot but it's also way more than than is normally portrayed
1: yeah I would uh, point to this article article in polygon by uh, Angela Angeline Rodriguez the Green Knight doesn't have to discuss race to make its racial messages clear I don't agree with this article per se because because again my perhaps it's colored by my experience of watching the film and feeling like the 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 sort of racial the racial quality of the casting was was essentially for use of the worst possible way to call this type of casting mm. colorblind. I hate using that word when, I've, when we're talking about like racial equality, essentially. Um, but but it's an interesting read to talk about the idea that in the traditional uh, story of Gawain and the Green Knight, that Gawain and Morgan Lefea are cast as outsiders to, to Arthurian court. And perhaps that is a, a, a fair interpretation. A, a, a more uh, well-read uh, historian of Arthurian legend could probably correct me on that. Um, but uh, again, I think I was just struck by how willingness to be contemplated, you know, another, another film that we sort of talked about that is also like this Robert Eggers film, uh, The Lighthouse, which is another A24 release as well, which is a contemplative film about madness, essentially. And I think I I just I'm just in love with the idea that a filmmaker like Lowry who made a Disney movie with Pete's dragon and then came back to do it, sort of an all G rated film with, uh, or wanted to be an all G rated film with Robert Redford, old man and the gun, Um, you know, would, would take this legend in this sort of contemplative direction and make it so staggeringly beautiful. Like it's not, it's, it's so gorgeous to watch.
0: It's funny when films like this are more contemplative, allegorical, however you want to put it. And there can be multiple readings and you can have these discuss, like the movie invites this. Mm. And it's, th- those are the things that I really, really, I think latch onto, not only because I enjoy the exercise of discussing a film, like, well, I thought it was this. And then the other thing, and da-da-da. like the movie is saying, it's okay to read this multiple different ways. Um, and I think I love that kind of thing because I often dislike reads of movies that, like, when a movie is very linear, let's say, it's a it's a yeah, hero's journey, str- beginning, middle, and end, you know, uh, you know, following the plot trajectory of a three-act structure, blah, 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 blah. And it, it sets up a set of rules and keeps them, you know, moving forward and doesn't sort of deviate from them. And then if I'm talking to somebody and if it's about, like, you know, getting an ice cream cone, right? That's the end goal of whatever it is. And then the person's like, well, I really, I thought it was more about like uh, the starfish and there's literally nothing to support the concept of it being about the starfish. I'm just making shit up at this point. (laughs) Well, I just think
1: you're referencing Suicide Squad.
0: (laughs) No, no, that'd be good. Uh, The, the, like, I I get annoyed in those conversations because I'm like, yeah, that's interesting. The film doesn't do that. Like, like, I want to talk about the film and what it's doing. And in these cases, in the case like the Green Knight, in the case like Mother, uh, even in a, even in a, a film that I didn't resonate with as much as the Lighthouse, mm. it it these are all things that are inviting you to get your own read mm. and like and and in whatever silly uh, bullshit space in my own brain like makes it okay. Mm. Like it, you're not you're not missing anything by questioning everything.
1: Yeah. And, and, and that's
0: a really fun place to be with film.
1: Yeah, it's a really fun place to watch a film like this, which is, you know, grand in that has a sort of grandeur to it as well. Yeah, uh, I, I, I love David Lowry. I just I just I really I just again with a ghost story. I, I think I've seen every one of his films at this point, uh, although he is a prolific writer and editor as well. So he's worked on a lot of other films. Yeah. Um, We got a a soundbite from him, do we not? Uh, We do have a soundbite from him. I I just wanted to say, I think he's just an exciting filmmaker in terms of both his versatility and what I feel like is a sense of honesty in his art. You know, like, I feel like all his stories come from a personal place and feel like, you know, like... like, uh, as far as I understand, this story came about because he he just remembered I you know the the, the poem and was like I think that would make a cool film. But he yeah. found the personal within that story, mm-hmm. and yeah, and I and I've, he he's uh, you know Vanity Fair runs this series uh, where they invite a director in to talk about uh, a film uh, or a scene from their film, and you know uh, Taika Waititi has a great one for Thor Ragnarok, and every director has a great one. Uh, but I was just struck by this last line from Lowry in this. In this particular project, because I was, I was just like, this is not what the assignment was with Vanity Fair, but it felt so much more revealing. And uh, yeah, take a listen.
2: All right. As a filmmaker, it's really important to remind myself constantly that the movies I make aren't all that important. Someday they won't exist anymore, someday they'll all fall away, they won't be around, uh, they won't survive me as long as I sometimes think they will. And so more important than the legacy I'm creating for myself with my body of work is the way I comport myself as I make them, the integrity with which I live my life, and my attempts to be a good person, to do good in this world. And I wanted that to be one of the central conceits of this film, because here is a character who has a tremendous legacy laid out ahead of him. He is related to King Arthur, one of the greatest kings of medieval history. He could be the successor of the throne, but it was important for me to make sure that his journey carried him to a place where he realized that more important than that legacy was the idea of being a human being with integrity and with goodness in their heart, and that's what I wanted to convey in the Green Knight. And that's why the Green Knight
0: is the perfect sequel to Tade Lasso. Sure, <laughs> uh, he, he's here, he's there, he's every fucking where, uh, Sir Gwayne, Sir <laughs> Gwayne. Gwayne. Uh, <laughs>
1: No, I yeah, I I love this film. I I don't I, I think it I think it is a, it can be a challenging film to watch in terms of like w- what you think it's going to be, uh. But I delighted in where in being surprised by where it took me.
0: And I say it's the easiest film I've watched all year. Uh, it takes you. You go on the ride. You you might not know where you're going, but it you're you're gonna flow and you're gonna go through. Um, <laughs> Sounds yeah, like you're talking no. about childbirth. Anyway, keep going. Um, okay, we'll dissect that next time because we are running out of time. Uh, this has been the only podcast about the film The Green Knight. Shahir, when you are not riding off into the unknown to test your own valor and chivalry against the five nightly virtues where can folks find
1: you? What people don't realize is one of those five vir- nightly virtues is connecting your router to the internet which right. is what I have struggled with with this episode Yeah, we've had some <laughs> issues. Hopefully you never notice. Hopefully you never notice uh, but you can find me at my website trying to do solve all sorts of IT problems at www.shahirdow.com That's S-H-A-H-I-R-D-A-U-D Dot com. Matt, when you are patiently waiting across an empty uh, Zoom call, hoping, praying for the return of an internet connection on my side, where can people find you?
0: You can find me doing my nightly virtues, uh, which is just the virtues I do at night. It's normally brushing my teeth, uh, doing some push-ups, and then watching Critical Role over at my website, m a t t h e w k r o l dot for my life and works. Also, Skeletor the number four, p r e z on Instagram, our PSN, and of course, Emperor MSK on Twitter. Uh, also. Uh, please email us in, onlymoviepodcast at gmail.com. Tell us what you thought of The Green Knight. Was it easy? Was it hard? Did you like it? Did you not? Uh, would you have to accepted a ride from a giant? I think that's step one. In your email, tell us why or why not you would accept a ride from a giant and then tell us about the movie and what you thought of it. Uh, failure I need part, to fail launch part two. Ride the giant wave. Ride the giant Ride is the what giant. The, is yeah. what that'd be called. <laughs> yeah, um, because Matthew I want to really get to come back for that. Yeah. All right. And all right. Kate all right. All right. Yeah. yeah. All of them. Get them all back. Get them, Get that classic <laughs> duo back. Um, next week we'll be doing a film that I have not thought about. <laughs> <laughs> at yeah. This me point. neither. I have and no it's idea. It's funny. I, yeah. I, yeah uh, uh, we'll we'll figure it out. There's a couple. There's a couple interesting choices. Um, What's on your mind? What was well I, so I would like to do Shang-Chi or Shang-Chi but I I know you can't. Yeah, I am not I am definitely not in the place of going to a movie theater. It's not streaming, right? It's not a they're no, not going to do the I don't Black think Widow. think it is. They're not going to um, do the Black Widow release. Yeah. I still want to see again, this is the same problem, Free Guy. Yeah, Free
1: Guy I believe is coming to streaming a little bit sooner. Um, yeah, so
0: maybe we can do that at that point.
1: Um, I don't know. We'll figure I, it why out. Why don't why don't we do this? You go to the movie. I'll watch the trailers and we try to have a conversation based on what I think the movie is. You've pushed this idea before and I hate it, but if we have to, we can do I will just watch every single trailer and and see if I get the movie.
0: I don't think that's going to be an enjoyable experience for anyone but you.
1: Have I done that? I felt like I.
0: Did we that haven't way. done it. Yeah, but I. Uh, but we've I, talked about it a lot, <laughs> and I don't. I just don't email us in only movie podcast. Maybe we should people. do com. Fast
1: Nine for that that way. Maybe I should chime in with a review of Fast Nine, uh, just, and, and it, just watch every single trailer and see see if I get what's happening.
0: I don't <laughs> think it's enjoyable for. Pe- I don't know, like don't people know. come for your 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 knowledge and your, your opinion. They don't, they don't. They my knowledge
1: and my opinion about the movie trailer. <laughs>
0: Oh, uh, yuck. Anyway, we'll figure out what we're doing. Uh, until then, hey, your ears are now yours again. Please use them responsibly and listen to something nice. Yeah. And we uh, Off yeah, we we'll ta- did. Uh, whoa. Okay. Yeah. I'll talk to you next week. Talk to you next week. Right. Okay. Yeah. Then we talk like this. We go in and you know, if you have and try some figgy pudding, there's a puppet show. We didn't talk about the puppet show. <coughs> Excuse me.